Welcome to Queen Talk with AJ. We are two magical Black queens reflecting on the experiences and the inexperienced. I'm Jordan. And I'm Ayana, and we're your favorite cousins. Period. Bitches that showed up and glowed up. <laughs> what does it do? What it do? Girl, what what's what's going on? It's something in the water. <laughs> like, I gotta get straight to it. It's something in the in the water. Straight out the gate. <laughs> Y'all. Hello, welcome back to QTWAJ Radio. <laughs> Girl. They're gonna be like, these people really think they're on the radio station. And it's with these with these headphones that I do. Okay, you can't tell me nothing for real. I'm t- I'm serious, y'all. If if y'all get in front of a mic and headphones, like you're really gonna start. Either you're gonna sing, <laughs> First which thing I you try, do. which I try not to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're just gonna feel official, like it's crazy. Yeah. You now I know why there are so many podcasts where people are talking reckless, and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's <ooh. laughs> the way it makes you feel is really crazy. But um, yeah. How are you doing, cousin? Cousin, I am feeling great. Juneteenth is around the corner. I'm standing in my blackness. I feel great. Yes, I was about to say, I'm standing proud and strong in my blackness. I'm feeling real. Yeah, you throw up the fist. You throw up both of them. Hold on, cuz. I had to throw this up today, too. I'm going to tell you about that, girl. Girl. Wait, you throw up middle fingers to whom? Girl, sometimes in the car, (laughs) and ain't nothing else to do, but that's the that's that's that the so one bad. place I have not gotten to, but when I'm that mad, I imagine not hurting anyone. Hear me out, not hurting anyone. <laughs> no, no. I imagine pulling out a gun, hold on, and shooting their tires. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't know where we were going there for. I don't want any harm to you, but I want you to stop in your tracks because you really feel like you're doing it, or you just cut me off, or you just put my life at risk. So I want you to halt. Like, if I had a power just to make the car stop without the gun part, cool. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, just something that really. No gun violence. <laughs> no like gun violence. Is. Or an yeah. egg. Or just like a carton of just eggs. something to be Just like, to splat on your car. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I got to get up out of there. Because your retaliation, <laughs> I may be a little scared. Okay, girl. That's why I, I only honk. And... Yeah. It's because I'm a girl. I'm walking into the store. I got to make a return. So I'm trying to go into the store. And instead of the car like pausing, car full of uh oh, yep. And I'm just walking into the store, and they decide to speed past me as I'm walking across the street. I said, "Because, <laughs> <laughs> bro, no, you not think like, bro, are you serious?" I was just like, yeah. and just kept, I just let him go. And, and we just, all know how slow they walk. When you're in the vehicle and they're crossing the street, as right. if you are supposed to acknowledge, they don't even look up they sometimes. They looked and kept and, and sped up, as a matter of fact. That's Whoa. why I really was like, uh uh-uh. uh. <sighs> okay, now, North Carolina, y'all, I'm y'all gotta sorry. get it together. North Carolina is so out of pocket, like, so out of pocket. So let me just dive right straight into it. So, girl, I'm at work today. I encountered two crazy situations. Like consecutive, like immediately back to back. <laughs> oh I'm my literally gosh. running from one and run right into another one. Oh. Okay, so I put a patient on the table. Okay. 
And so in, in the room during our procedures is a nurse. And at this particular facility is three techs and a nurse and a doctor. Okay. So, but before all that happened, it's just me, a tech and the nurse. Put a patient on the table. I forgot how the patient basically admits that they are a smart ass. So they are now like kind of going back and forth, you know, laughing, joking, stuff like that. Uh -oh. I forgot how we got on the subject and the patient was like, oh, are you, um, are you pregnant? No, no, uh, I'm sorry. The uh, nurse was asking the patient, are you pregnant? And the patient was like, I don't know. These Democrats got me fooled, got me all confused and fooled. So I don't know if I'm pregnant or not. What is um, that? What does what? that got to do with a person? That was one of the, on? that's one of the dumbest statements I think you I've ever heard. You just wanted to say that. You just, you had to have just wanted just, to say that. Yeah, because. that makes no sense. At all. I'm Other like, people have nothing to do with your body and, and, and the condition of that body. Like, what irritates me the most is is the um is the boldness of people. Yeah, just wanting to get it out there. They yeah. see a black person in there, they're like, I'm the only well, black person in the room, and I, I want to say something offensive. I wasn't even like. That's interesting. I was nice to him. I was nice to the person. I put him on the table. It was fine. And then y'all want to get into Democrats and Republicans? How the hell do we even get here, bitch? I'm here to. Did the nurse entertain it though? Did she? Oh. They go back and forth about it. Then they want to start talking political stuff. And I don't know if Biden's going to make it. I mean, I'm not going to hold you because <laughs> Mr. President been falling a lot. <laughs> we literally <laughs> just said that too last yeah. week. That's crazy. So, you know, I, I get kind of what she was saying, but I'm like, how do we even get here? And then she says, I don't know if Biden's going to make it. And you know what that means? We're going to have Kamala, um, you know, Kamala Harris in there. And then the guy proceeds to say, "Oh no, yeah, she." I don't mean to say guy, but anyway, she's a she proceeds to say, "Yeah, she's a nice lady," but uh, kind of like he was trying to stop himself, so he was kind of like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, she she's a nice lady and all, but she don't have the chops to really do the job." Who does though? So Nobody. Who I'm sorry, you're actually toothless on my table right now. You definitely don't have the chops. Literally, you don't have the chops. I don't know if I'm going to have to edit that shit out, bro. She's probably saying he's a man. I say he ain't got no teeth. Like, bro, I, I'm fucking a hippo. Ah, but girl, I pissed off. I I walked the fuck out of there. I walked the fuck out. Because I'm just like, one, why do you feel so comfortable? Because if that was me, if I was you know, ranting about how I'm a Democrat and I don't like these Republicans, you would have went and told the manager that it made you feel uncomfortable. I would have got in trouble for that. We're not supposed to talk about political stuff at work. Period. Although you're the patient, she should have entertained it. Entertained it. And y'all shouldn't have kept going back and forth. I feel offended, bitch. I'm offended because you ain't here with no fucking teeth. And you got the boss and you're talking about somebody ain't got the chops. <laughs> Sir, like I said, again, you literally oh, don't have no chops. Like literally, yo! I don't know what's wilder is like imagining this man say all that with no teeth. He or got, like he got like three or four down here. Three or four brown. Oh, so brown you're saying somebody teeth. doesn't have the chops, but you need to have the means of taking care of yourself and your own oral mm -hmm. hygiene. The balls on these people. I, so that's the first uh, one. <laughs> wow. There's a type. Yeah. There's a type. I'm telling you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm proceeding to walk out of there because at this point I'm like, oh my God, I'm annoyed. Just get me out of here. So we have a, a physician who is um, 
there's a physician who's Japanese. All the patients, some of the female patients be like, oh my God, the Japanese Ken doll. That's what they call him. Okay, fine. He's He doesn't care. They don't care. It's like a little banter or whatever. That's really weird. Yeah. Why, do, why do we need to reinforce my ethnicity every time I come? I guess because they think he's fine. It's the Ken doll part that I think they think he's handsome, so they call him Kendall. But he's Japanese. But the, but so the fact could... that oh god, go ahead. Fix no, it, I, I want to talk about it because no, because, because I, that that alone is a problem. Okay, why can't he just be a Japanese doll or just a doll? Why he got like you're? It's almost like you're saying Ken is our standard. But for now, we'll take you and we'll add you in your Japanese flavor. I just don't like that. No, yeah. you know. Now you're just a fine that, man. You fine. That's it. You know, now that you're saying that, maybe I took what the person, the nurse said out of context. Because what I'm about to say is that she proceeded to say, why do we have to say he's Japanese? There's, he's a Ken doll. Like, why can't you just say he's, a, well, no, maybe this is different. Because she's like, why can't you just say he's a Ken doll? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, because Ken doll doesn't, you know describe everybody like that's that does not encompass all not the standard even though you guys yeah. have tried to force it so on maybe, maybe i didn't read it to all it. the colonies <laughs> across the world yeah i'm like you know oh, she my. is not i was like kendall is you know they come you're fine you're fine i don't care well, if i'm watching yeah. a movie and, a, and an actor is fine I'm not i don't say oh that japanese indian like uh, <laughs> you're fine so the nurse proceeds to say she hates when people describe him as a japanese kendall she wants him to just say he's a Ken doll. Like, why do you got to say Japanese in front of you? But see, that that's also weird, right? Because yeah, now, now you're kind of taking away who he is and you're trying to morph it into what agrees with... Just say, oh, he's a Ken doll. Every, everybody's a Ken doll. Ken doll no, everybody. everybody's like, not like, a Ken doll, she, baby. She said, she said, well, there's a black Ken doll. I said, yeah, and there's an Asian Ken doll too. The standard Ken doll is white. This man is not white, and I don't want a white Ken doll. I don't want a Ken doll at all, really. So there's that. <laughs> I never had a Ken doll. Uh, I don't know. I just thought about that. I, I had never. a Ken doll. He was black. Really? I think we've already had this conversation about how like I only had white dolls growing up. Oh, fuck. And I have no idea why my family was okay doing that. So my cousins all had black dolls. A variety. Who was buying the dolls? Was your mom or your dad? I don't know. <laughs> I'll be asking and I'll get back yeah. to you next well, week you with know, that information because really I really do want to know. I'm like, that's actually really that? interesting. I'm going to ask. Yeah. I have pictures of me, blonde hair. <laughs> you playing with. Sis was not into it. Okay. <laughs> Sis was in the Hot Wheels <laughs> and video games. <laughs> so bored from dolls. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Back to the story. These were my two encounters today. I'm talking about... I'm running from one oh. and running for that shit. I was just standing there like... like and that's from a the part of being a person from said, color. It's just these things and they happen so often and casually like yeah, that. Yeah. That they, you literally can become desensitized to mm-hmm. it. And I hope... I pray that I never become desensitized to this bullshit. I don't want to ever... I, I never want to become desensitized. I never want to feel like Okay, moving on. Nah, nah, we ain't moving on. Cause we need a black Kendall, we need a white Kendall, we need an Asian Kendall, we need an Indian Kendall. Right now, nah, bro, you ain't finna just say just say Kendall. I hate when patients have been saying that. 
Oh, man. And, like, the first context you were saying was kind of like, okay, why do you have to add his ethnicity into it? I was like, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Like, why do you have to do that? But but on the flip side, what she's saying is just say Kendall, which is the standard white one. Yeah. It's, it's sounding dismissive to who he is. I don't exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's the... It's, it's the it's the fact that they gonna they gonna do their thing three sixty five like you said <laughs> three sixty five y'all Juneteenth is on next week on Monday ooh, um, ooh. we will be dropping the cast you know on Monday June nineteenth um, Juneteenth has just been widely you know more celebrated lately and I love that over the past couple years I love that I'm getting into it and I really think that over the past few years like I've really come into my blackness yeah not I said- because of that but I think that that has helped me and it's like I want to know more I want to dig into it like you know and I just stuff like this like that happens every day <laughs> like bro I got I gotta be black I can't be yeah I can't be nothing else, and I can't let people make me feel like it's not. I have to be silenced because I'm the only black person in the room. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been in spaces where I am the only one, mm-hmm. and I really don't know how I would navigate that now, mm-hmm. because for most of my adult career, I have been in spaces with a lot of black people. Mm. Um. And I've always had a, a sense of somebody that felt like an auntie mm. or, or you know, an uncle. Yeah. So to not have that and just to feel like it's just me, yeah, like that is something mm-hmm. that's not talked about a lot. How do you navigate that feeling? <laughs> I actually saw a video. <laughs> this lady, it was I don't know. She was just doing a voiceover and, and just like I'm gonna be my nigga self. <laughs> with my nigga vibes. Oh wow! And like she just was like going on and on, and she was like at a workplace. Is like I don't know, I don't know why I even shared that because I don't have the details. But it was a really funny video. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that has to be hard. Yeah. And, and actually, I realized after the other um, black girl left, the other traveler left, I realized like, damn, I'm really the only black person mm. here. There's a black doctor, but that's it. There's no other oh black tech, no other black person for me to identify with. And maybe that is what I was kind of struggling with for a little bit too. Yeah. But and especially you coming from Atlanta having black I, staff. I actually text my coworker like, bro, I took for granted working with y'all every day. And wow. I don't think she understood what I meant when I said that. But yeah. I truly did. But even like the camaraderie that I had with my other like coworkers, like black, white, whatever, like I just miss that in general, just like camaraderie at work, being able to actually like come into work. And I think that's why I started to pray about like me and Charlie's relationship, although like this is not permanent. It don't seem that serious. Like I still begin to pray about it because I don't like I miss that. And I'm not saying it got to be just like that, but I want to go to work and it be pleasant for both of us. Yeah. Because that's how it should be. <laughs> I work with so. some amazing people in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to be So business. I guess, yeah, like, I guess, like, who you are is not a problem, but when you're in spaces like that where there are people with different political views and mm-hmm. it does seem like they're the type of people that don't see and acknowledge other groups <laughs> and other ways of thinking outside of this general 
small town mindset mm-hmm. i think that, that's when it gets a little tricky it's like i can't even really talk to you and you don't even have the respect to say i don't know what this person's political views are so out of respect i'm just gonna stay quiet right. it's, it's not even about you having your opinion i can't change that we have different povs <laughs> but right. still out of respect but people like i said last week people literally lack respect Ugh. People literally do. Like, they just lack respect. Like, they have they have no regard for it. They don't know what it is. They've never had to understand it and show it. So. This is making me think about, um, I don't know if you've seen the book. I know that you, you be like, bro, I don't read books like that. But this is, <laughs> this is a series. It's called Black Girls Must Be Magic. And it's like a trilogy now. Okay. Really? Okay. It's called Black Girls Must Be Magic and Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. I think Black Girls Must Die Exhausted is the first one. Oh, wow. But it's, it's. I was talking to Korea about this last night, about how the third book has not been getting a lot of love. And I haven't read it yet, but the second, the book is about um, a journalist, a black journalist who's navigating being on a news station, being like one of the only black staff and mm-hmm. just things like her hair, things that, people don't understand right but me and Kree were having this conversation about how that's such a dated conversation yeah hair yeah but it's like however unfortunately although a lot of these things that have been brought up are dated they're still relevant yeah I had a conversation about hair with one of my coworkers like two weeks ago really yeah I actually forgot to mention it yeah oh yeah she she was she so I was, I don't even know how, why I felt like I needed to talk about the jail. I saw some jail on TikTok. <laughs> that jail was laying out of this girl's hair, okay? The jail was jelling. And I was like, damn, I need some jail. Because I don't, I don't have like baby hairs, but also like we create baby hairs. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. It's not the same. And so she was like, well, your hair's a little different. Like you don't really have, you know, those kind of baby hairs. And I was like, Oh man! I was like, hmm. <laughs> like how how do I really want to get? Yeah, into how do you because navigate she's that? Coworker that I'm actually cool with. Okay, so, I was so it's like, 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 let me. Should this be a teaching moment? Let me pull out my notepad. I, 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 I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah, I, I was kind of just like some things you really hmm. can't explain though. Exactly, I was like, it's just not hmm. something you're gonna understand. Like until exactly. you deal with this four C hair, baby. <laughs> Don't like I can, I, I, we can talk about it all day. You see what it looks like, but until mm-hmm. you have to manage actually it. write, you don't know how to manage it. You don't, you don't really understand the concept of baby hairs. I said the word baby hairs, and hers do look different than mine. But you need to realize that baby hairs are also like created. Like I said, I, I told her the only thing I said was, "Well, her hairs, she parts her hair to for to create those baby hairs." I was like, "I don't have baby hairs right now because one, my hair's not done. Two, I don't have a need to do exaggerated baby hairs. You know what I mean? She, she <laughs> we all know how Yana feels about baby hairs to yeah. begin with. <laughs> <laughs> like she's <laughs> like she's selling gel though. So of course she's going to have. And yeah. I just kind of left it at that because I was like, I don't think you're trying to throw no shit. I think you're just uneducated. Yeah. And it's Ugh. not really, you probably won't encounter this again. I don't feel like going into detail about this. So, okay. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Yeah, that 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 trilogy sounds interesting though. 
Yeah. Hey, we were talking about audiobooks. Maybe I need to get on the audiobook train. You might really enjoy it like that. I really, I was given the first book as a gift and I kind of just kept buying the other mm-hmm. books. So. Okay. The first one is Black Girls Must Black Be Exhausted. Girls, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. Oh, wow. Okay. Is yeah. there a link you're looking at right now? Can you see yeah. Okay. Yes, can you absolutely. That? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, girl. These people have been peopling. Um, it is like I said, it is Juneteenth, and um, of course I had to ask the question. You know, are you guys are we off on Monday for the holiday? I listen. <laughs> when I tell you my job is blackity black, okay. Are y'all off? If the we are, if the CEO did not acknowledge, I don't I don't know how that would go. <laughs> right, I yeah. feel like it would be a little weird. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I am off. Okay. Thank God. Okay, good. Feeling great, feeling good. So the first year that it was truly, I guess, acknowledged and with all the riots and everything happening kind of like during the pandemic, I was in clinic. Our teachers and staff and director called all the clinical locations and said they will not be in clinic this day. They said, y'all need to go home now. Wow. And literally dismissed us. I love that. I think I might have talked about this on a podcast, like when it happened. But yeah, yeah. I immediately. It sounds that. familiar, but then I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I knew yeah. that. But in the workplace, I don't think it's fully acknowledged. Acknowledged, it yeah, now. yeah. And, kids and there's a lot of school, places, girl, that so. just be playing. Like how many? I feel like year after year, whether it's Black History Month or whatever, it's like this this secret meat. Well, not secret, but this menu that comes out that has watermelon and chicken on it. Why do y'all keep doing that? Fools. That's not funny. No. And I'm going to eat the fuck out of that menu. <laughs> jokes on jokes on you, pal. <laughs> but wait. The chicken the chicken has to be made and prepped by either the Asian community or, or the black community. <laughs> or the Latina community. But I ain't going to hold you. They be, they be making chicken now. The Asian people. I read something... <laughs> Where it was explaining that during the war, that black people trained Asian people to make this chicken. I'm not surprised. And so what we, you know, that's what I'm saying. We are so intertwined with the Asian community. It really makes me sad that there are a lot of Asian conservatives that lean to whiteness. Because if we came together, come on. You know what? And there are darker Asians. There are darker Indians. Uh, girl. Come on. I was in the store today. Mm-hmm. There was an Asian lady. I'm not sure which part. There was an Asian lady who was my color. Wow. She opened her mouth. Straight up sounded like. Like she looked like me. But she sounded like the Asians who work in the. In the nail salon. Like the accent was. Exactly like it. And I was like, I felt kind of like, not that I felt dumb, but I just, I was trying to catch myself from staring because I don't think I've ever seen an Asian look as dark as me. Yeah. Who wasn't necessarily from like the Philippines. Not in close proximity, especially. No. um, She looked just like me. I've seen Latinas or, I mean, not Latinas. I've seen. Like Cuban. Like like Afro-Latina. Exactly. Yeah. Who looked like me, you know. Right. But Asian, Never. Yeah, I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen anyone in my like personal life. No, maybe mm-hmm. like on television. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. 
Another thing I actually wanted to mention, we we're talking about holidays. Um, so we kind of got on into the, like when I was asking them, oh, are we off for Juneteenth, blah, blah, blah. First right. somebody asked me what Juneteenth was. I was ready, but they didn't ask me. <laughs> and, um, you know, she, the, the, uh, my coworkers proceeded to tell me that um, she was like, oh, yeah, we don't get a lot of holidays off. And she tried to see all the holidays that don't get off and blah, blah, blah. And then proceeded to say they don't have oh, MLK Day off. Huh. They don't observe that as a like they don't observe that they work on that day. Wow, that I said that is interesting. I I stopped talking because there was nothing else to be said. No, because only thing I wanted to say was that screams like yeah. <laughs> that, that screams it so loud. Like I really don't care about the other holidays because those are all lies too. But anyway, like. Everybody, every school, like even at at my hospital, like Emory, like they they're not. We're we're closed. Every school I've ever went to, every facility I've ever worked at, closed. I've never known any organization to not be closed on MLK Day. Right. I mean, of course, the emergency room can't close. The real hospital can't close. But like departments that can close are closed. The fact that y'all are open, wide open, as if it's doesn't matter it's bizarre to me again dismissive yeah that oh is, man I, that was a slap in my face i was like oh i gotta get and that's one of the first here. things that w- that happened i feel like you know whether it was the end of segregation or the end of slavery was was this dismissive turn the cheek i'm not acknowledging your freedom mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. acknowledging your presence mm-hmm. so for them to not acknowledge the holiday is kind of a continuance of that that's true girl I guess you're trying to make it better by saying like, oh, we don't acknowledge the other holidays either, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I forgot what she said about July 4th. I was so stuck on MLK. I forgot to ask her about July 4th. Oh, you know they, come on. All right. They they looking like the Walmart commercial. (laughs) They they back there grilling. Girl. Yeah, they doing everything on 4th of July. Wowzers. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, Jan, so tell us, tell us about your, your weekend. I want to hear about this. Okay, y'all. Wow. Um, my weekend. So y'all, this past weekend, I went to DC for Bay's birthday and we had a blast. Oh, I love to hear that. A blast. Like we had such a great time. It was truly rich in history. And rich and fun. <laughs> did you tell like, us where you did you tell us where you went? Did you say that DC? Yeah. Or no? mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So um we went to DC. <laughs> My brain. We that's okay, girl. <laughs> we um the first thing we did actually, the first thing we did when we got there was we checked in and we had an, uh, a ticket thingy or a reservation for the African American Museum. Of course, we was not going to DC without going there. Amazing. That museum I gotta open up my notes. That museum, I'm getting chills, like crazy. Wow. It's crazy. So where do I start? So for starters, my immediate feeling was excitement. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be like so exciting. I'm going to, I just felt like I was going to learn so much and see so much. Right. And I felt kind of like honored i guess in a way because we have our own museum in dc where there are 19 smithsonian museums we have one so i felt like that was like amazing wow yeah 19 and yeah 
19. Ooh. Yeah. And they're in DC. That's also. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, I, I feel, I guess, excited, honored. That's my, that's how I felt. And when I realized the magnitude of what I was walking into and what I was really about to be learning, I started to feel heavy. The excitement almost started to fade and it was mm. like a heaviness because it was a, com- I'm not going to say it was a complete breakdown because I'm not a scholar, but it was a breakdown if I've ever seen one of the African-American culture, but not mm. just like our culture, but how we were brought to the Americas, how we were bought, brought to like Great mm. Britain, like how we were brought from our countries in Western Africa to here. It started off talking about like the journey, right? So like literally we were taken from like Western Africa and um, I, I didn't know, like it's just so much stuff. I feel like I, I, like, I don't even want to, I feel like I could talk the whole episode, so I'm going to try to keep it. <laughs> so one thing that that really blew my mind, right, was how we got here. We got we know we were on slave ships. We know that we were tied, chained to each other, and you know we know that some people felt like it was better to jump than to go to the Americas and and Ooh. and work or whatever. Ooh, you know, you're talking about you, you're you know yeah. you won't even be able to swim. What were they? I'm sorry to interrupt. Were they no, like? Fine bandaged up where they couldn't really swim anyway or were oh, they if if, if they you, i mean but you're in the middle of the ocean so you yeah not if you gonna... jump you know what you know what you're going oh and if you were thrown overboard because you died or because you were sick everybody tied to you was gone too sometimes you were there lying in like people were there lying in their own oh disease. people were there lying around other people who had other diseases and it's just we're all laying in it we're all there. All we're doing is literally laying here. Like cattle. Yeah, literally. Ooh. Like, that's it. And so mm. one thing that I did not realize, like, the amount of people who they brought over. Like, so mm. there was, like, different concourses, right, to the museum. They tell you to start at the C concourse. C concourse actually has three levels in itself. And it starts you from like the the uh, middle passage. So how we got here, all of that, like the spread of like Chesapeake, like Virginia, Charleston, like all of those places. Like it literally wow. breaks it the fuck down. It tells you what they were growing, what fields they were working. It tells you like, I mean, everything. Then it starts to tell you like what it was like working on those particular like farm. I mean, plantations and what and like, all of that, their living situations. It has like even a little... I forgot what it's called. It's not a cottage because it was cottage sounds cute. It was nothing cute. Like the shack house. Like it shows you that there's one of those in there. Talks about the cotton gin. But anyway, I want to go back to the ships. So in the first concourse, you go in there and all over the walls. Now, I just like I had to understand there's a lot of walls in here. It's not just like a four wall room. I mean, I guess all rooms have four walls technically. <laughs> but it's like every single wall space was full of ship names that brought us over. So just look around your house right now. Imagine all of those and some being filled with ship names. 
being filled with ship names and then the amount of people the ship was carrying. Okay, so so relatively, so, how many people would one ship carry? So, for example, I even I put a, I put the, some of the pictures oh that I posted. Gosh. In there. So, for example, this says the ship name was William and Mary. It was from the United Kingdom. The voyage started on 10, 10 1704. The enslaved, the amount of enslaved people that boarded the ship was 112. The amount that survived, and it mm. slashes and it tells you the amount of people that actually survived the passage. Jordan, that I got chills. Broke my heart. Mm. Like this one says 112 and 90 people made it. Anybody who loses a life, that's that's tough, right? But the more you go on, like I posted a picture in the, in the thing so you can see if you want it. Yeah. But it's at the bottom of the, it's kind of like at the bottom of the notes. But if you keep looking, I'm trying to find the one I, the one that really. Oh, I see. There's one that says the ship name is the St. Michael and came from France. The voyage began 1210, 1730. <gasps> the enslaved who boarded, 170. The enslaved who made it, one. Oh, I got to repeat that. The enslaved who were forced onto the ship was 170. They were on their way to France. Only one of them made it. Oh, Jesus. So it is literally a wall full of that. You have some 189, 173 made it. 136 made it. And it just kind of really details the the like the the way they were chained, just like the the, the situations, the length of the trip. Like that is the part that really just shook me. Like we were in there, and of course you're not just in there with black people. Like you're in there with everybody. Some people were in there crying. Mm. There was an elderly man, and I thought, like my eyes started to water like already, but seeing him cry like it was that was I was like whoa whoa because people don't know the impact like people don't know like they don't want us to know they don't want us to know exactly they talk about the underground railroad they really they really Mm -hmm. make it sweet but they they really make it sweet they didn't make it sweet at the museum like I said I felt excited I felt honored but that started to fade real fast and I don't want to make it a comparison thing mm-hmm. because I don't even feel like people really acknowledge, you know, what like the Nazis did mm-hmm. to the Jews either. They have a whole I remember being in here. class, being like, mm-hmm. <sighs> they were just burning bodies alive. Like, and, and people still use those symbols to this day. Like, I, I just don't understand how you can do that. Mm-mm. I don't understand morally how you as a human can look at your family and not have empathy for other human beings, despite whatever culture, despite how they eat, how they live. Like, it's just a human experience. Like, how are you not able to empathize? Girl, it's crazy. Girl. It's like, there were so many kids, there, not so many kids, but there were kids. Like groups in there of children, not children, but kind of like I guess high school kids, and you know, and I guess they were coming with their camps and stuff like that. 
And some of them sometimes didn't understand the seriousness. So if I heard them say something slick, I would just stop and stare. Because mm. I'm like, you, I want you to keep saying what you're saying. And more than likely, they come from a household that mm-hmm. has minimized that experience. Exactly. Exactly. And so they just, they start, and that's, that's, that's really what's interesting to me is that groups of people intentionally start young with their kids to belittle and lessen the lives of other human beings <laughs> just based on who they are, what they mm-hmm. look like. And then in that same breath, try to hold a standard of what a human should be. Right. What is going on here? Right. And I would then, be pissed off. <laughs> exactly. I was in there like, Whoa. oh my baby, Whoa. I would be pissed off. And then you walk into this room with kind of like sound effects. Oh no. And it's like dark. And I guess it's supposed to mimic, not no. mimic, but kind of like it's dark. Ooh. And it's kind of like you see shipwreck. They have like a stand of shipwreck and kind of something like that. And one of the things that they, that was written on the wall was kind of like, basically it was said that there was a, a instance and probably more than one instance, but this, I guess, one of the enslaved were kind of in, you know, recounting his um, experience. And he was saying that the crew on the ship, so like, of course, like, they were the um, slaves that were brought over were singing and mourning and just like wailing and weeping. Mm. And can you imagine being around that? Like not only being like someone who's enslaved, so like everybody. I'm thinking about being in church growing up as a little girl in Baptist church and people just not even knowing what they're going through with them. Just, just kind of wailing to God. Yeah. Whether it was of how good it good he is, whether it was something that they're going through, mm-hmm. and just looking around at all these people in just in full emotion, that's right. what I'm imagining when you say that. Yeah. And what it said, like what the little passage was saying, was that the crew on this particular ship was threatening to beat them if they didn't be quiet. Because the crew said, This is too much to bear. You have to stop. You y'all have to stop, or we're gonna beat you or throw you overboard. You have to stop. This is too much for us to bear. So the mourning and the sadness is so much for you to bear, but yet you still continue to bring ships and ships and ships of people over. Still kept doing what you're doing. You finished the voyage. Hella people were dying. and But the mourning was too much for you to bear. But you kept doing everything else. Send help. I don't get it. Did they ever explain, you know, there's this rhetoric that African tribes were willingly participating in the trade. Did did they kind of break that down a little yes. bit more? Because I feel mm-hmm. like there's more to that than they talked about the kind of like the products they traded. And they talked about kind of so like did they know that they were did they know the extent of, of what it was to give these people that part I'm not gonna Away. say. I can't remember honestly. Okay. That part I don't remember, but I they knew what the slave trade did for their like economy. Mm. And they knew what it did for like the products and so they were How are people selected like, with, to be taken? It, they were literally taken. Oh my god. From gosh. these different like tribes. Like literally. You taken. just be sleep at night. 
there were there were some stories of that. There were some stories of oh, like bargaining. There were some stories of like being trapped. I mean, it was just everything was happening. Wow. And that part of the that was kind of like in the beginning. When I started seeing the names on the wall, the the ships and stuff, I honestly just like was straight. I kind of just like straight went for it because I was like, what is this? So I kind of I don't remember that part of it, honestly. Yeah. It was wild. Ooh. It was it was wild. That's just like uh, go ahead. Go That's ahead, the Yance. part that truly that truly <laughs> like, got wow. to me. And another part, something that happened in the museum that I thought was they have an Emmett Till, um, mm. not memorial, but they have an Emmett Till exhibit, I guess. Ooh, girl. And they I, have, I don't know. I don't know, man. Ooh, they have wee. the casket. <sighs> like his original casket Ooh. that they actually like. The amount of chills I have in this conversation yeah. is insane. And, am I cold or <laughs> am I feeling yeah. something? Yeah. The, the, that entire exhibit, it's, it's a small, it's not small, but it's a small room. You kind of just... It was a line to go in there. Just like there was a line to get into his funeral. Oh. So you're in a line to see the casket. Oh, man. And you go in and you hear his mom talking. You see, of course, like, you know, pictures and, you know, all that kind of stuff is there. He was a beautiful boy. Beautiful. When I see those pictures of him, I'm like, he was so handsome. Yeah. He... That woman probably liked him. There was a guy, there was like a little video when you kind of got past the casket, you kind of go and make a, a circle. There was a video they had playing. And um, they were saying basically like he came from Chicago. Yeah. Where he didn't. He didn't know. You know his the mom severity said, of it. His mom said that. She was like, I don't think he knew. She did not want him to go. She didn't want him to go. The family was like, oh, well, come, come. It's okay. We got him. Don't worry. He'll be safe. Oh, and then he never returned. Yeah, see, I watched, I watched a show. Really, it was based literally on him and his mom. So I got an understanding of how just how naive and hopeful he was excited to go to the yeah. south. And yeah. it made me it, to the extent that I was like, "What are they hearing about the south in, in Chicago during this time?" Like, I mean, they had a lot of black communities. They were definitely more socially free because down south. I mean, they were intimidating the fuck out of you. Like, there was no independence at all. There was mm-hmm. no businesses. Like, they were coming to terrorize you just for fun. Oh, yeah. they were, they were so, I'm more, they had way more, they had way more movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And in one of the stories, so I don't, mm. I don't really know. I don't know if I misheard it or I don't know if I heard it, but when the when in that little video there was a guy who was with him at the time he said the lady was walking up the ramp they were walking down to like they were crossing each other's paths essentially leaving and she was coming into the store and i'm pretty sure i heard him say before they even got crossed the, before the lady crossed the threshold they said the emmet whistled Mm. but I don't have any clarity as to whether he was whistling at her or he was yeah. just whistling. I'm that's how they, confused that's how they, on that. Me too. Because even how they depicted it on the show is because for all, I think all this time I thought to my, I think I was under the impression that he didn't whistle and that was just a lie. Mm-hmm. But as of recently, I think there was a whistle. Yeah. 
the intention of it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Regardless, he didn't deserve to die. Right. They came to the house he was staying at and said, we need this boy. They paid... In the middle of the night. Somebody Her husband was pissed off. I heard that the wife tried... Or the lady that was listening to that, she... Who just died, whatever her name was. What's her name? Carol? Carolyn. I heard that she... It, it's it's almost I don't know if it got it was like a word of mouth thing and then the husband was like like one of his buddies told him he was like what are you gonna do about it and he was like my wife ain't told me nothing he confronted her and she tried to you know minimize it but psh, that was embarrassing to a white man back then like no wow. you you like you don't have your shit in order if you let a n word yeah you know what I'm saying yeah I, I think they paid the man at the store or somebody at the store twenty five cents to tell oh. Yans, oh Lord Jesus, please. Yeah, it was either 25 or 50 cent. I think for me, that is why I go so hard about these topics. Like, the, you're not going to sit in my face and minimize anything for me. You're Mm-mm. not going to minimize me going to see The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. You're not going to minimize me going to do anything that supports black people there's no excuse for me just because i understand i understand what it took to get here and Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna make it small i'm showing up every time i'm not just gonna get on a social media platform and text about it or Mm -hmm. read about like no i'm gonna show up for these people because i understand and that is why these babies, they're trying so hard to take this information out of schools. And it's mm-hmm. crazy because the information that's in schools is not even... For real. It's not even enough. It's wired down. And I was even just talking to my dad about it. And he was like, can you imagine how it is learning about slavery and, and stuff like that in an all-white class? Mm. And he was, born in the, he was born the same year that Martin Luther King was killed. <laughs> wow. And, and it's probably so watered down and they probably still can't handle it. <sighs> baby but what is it that that you can't handle you can't take accountability for what your people did right the truth what about the people that were victimized that are still it wasn't them it wasn't me it was you know people before me yeah but you still need to understand that impact so you don't do it again it wasn't you but you are directly benefiting from it to this day there's land that y'all took from black people that you are able to benefit from while I am going to school putting all these loans on my name just to try to get a little bit of what you have. And you've had that since you were 12. It's not a fair game. Girl, yeah. I'm... Especially being here in North uh, Carolina, the way, these, the way ooh, I hear the Carolinas talking about how it's set up, how their lives are set up outside of work. They working for fun. This yeah. is just to go on vacation. Like they already have things solidified. I think what really pissed me off is seeing these kids play around in school. I'm paying attention. I'm doing this and that. And then getting out of school, going to college and seeing they were given a business. Or they've got a they've already got a car. Like they've already and there, mm-hmm. you know, there are black people that have established themselves and made the sacrifices to give their children those things too. Yeah. But it's you know how hard those people are working to even get to that space. It's exactly. not anything like, oh, wow. Yeah. That that museum was eye-opening. Of course, they had other... Oh, baby. They, they had other 
like exhibits. I mean, they talked about lynching. They talked about just various oh. stories in like African American history. The bombing of the um, church in uh, I think it's Montgomery or Birmingham. The Birmingham mm. bombing. Lord have mercy. Ooh, they talked wee. about like just marrying, getting married, and what that was kind of like. Like I'm literally holding. I'm I'm literally holding the table. Like yeah, I, I am literally physically it, getting tight. It was it was it was it was. It was a moment when me and Nicole were walking through. We weren't talking. Mm. There was no need to talk. The only and thing I, and I said was this was heavy. And y'all are both from the South. Like, y'all already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like... Uh, I'm sorry. We, we were I'm walking really into struggling. the Emmett Till like, exhibit. And mm-hmm. we were in a line, like I said. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a family or, or whatever in front of us. It was a, a man, a lady, and a kid. There was a kid already there, but there was another girl who walked up. And she said, oh, we're looking for the uh, the, the exhibit of, what, what's that? What's his name again? I said, I turned around. I said, not what's his name. I looked at Nicole. Nicole said, I just got, because I was like, huh? I said, this is the problem. And I'm talking like this now. I'm like, this is the problem. What's his name? You're standing in line for his exhibit and you're asking me, you're asking them, what's his name? As if like, oh, like, what are we doing here again? Like, whatever. Oh. Girl. The word of the day is dismissive. Yes. Woo-wee. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like we, we have grown up as black people. We've, I didn't even grow up in black spaces. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, there was a lot of transition that happened later in life. Mm-hmm. Um. But still, I just, I just, I, it literally pains me. Like having this conversation pains me. And it's like, you guys feel uncomfortable. You guys don't want your kids to feel this guilt. What do you think black kids feel? And we're still fighting to learn and know our history. Mm-hmm. What do you think we feel that we know these are our people? Right. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it was, the, the whole thing was. That concourse seat, tough. There was a kid, Nicole said she heard the, the kid saying, is it going to get any better? In the museum, walking through. We had a bottom level at this point. The kid asks his dad, is this going to get better? What does he mean by I that? I don't remember what the, no baby, it's not. I mean, yes, but no, it's not. There's much more. We just started, baby. We, we had the ships right now. The ships, yeah. We, we at the we ships. Got two more levels to go before we even get out of here. <sighs> yeah, we at the ships. It's no, it's not. We got when a long I tell way to you, go before it gets better. Air quotes. I'm just so excited. It's just such an honor to be black. Yes, it's such an honor. Like it I, is. it absolutely is. Yeah, they had like an exhibit for um something they called Afro. Afrofuturism kind hmm. of shows off like us in media, okay. TV. Wow, and just like switching gears a little bit, but um, yeah, ooh, TV some relief, yeah, baby. Yeah, ooh. um, in media shows what Afrofuturism is, kind of like how in um, oh my god, that show that we love and are not bringing back Lovecraft Country. They talk about that and 
all mm. these shows and stuff that, that show that Black Panther, just like all of this and how it's come to be and how it started a couple years ago or not a couple years ago, years ago and has Black Panther suit in there, Luke Cage's like attire in there, like actual pieces from these like movies and sets. From the movie sets, wow. Yeah, so that, that was really interesting. They have like, a, of course they have a whole exhibit for sports um all of the greats we're amazing we are so amazing and resilient and the fact that we hold the culture in our hands as much as as much as they try to get rid of us we have such an imprint on america come on we we don't understand it's crazy the the power we have as african-americans we don't if we all decided to get together and leave today what would they do here make cheese I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Listen, that green bean casserole <laughs> ain't gonna hold you, sis. Ain't gonna, you gotta eat, you gotta put the green beans my grandma grew in your, your casserole. <laughs> like even that the the Latina, Native American, it's just so mm-hmm. many people that have an imprint that are not acknowledged in this country. It's ridiculous. And so, yeah, I'm standing heavy behind LGBTQ plus. Like, yeah, it's not even a thought. I understand. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. crazy part is, is that when I say that, you're they're included. Yeah, and I still acknowledge that. Still, yeah. Ooh, baby, that's the thing. We we're good at that. We're, we're good too good at, at that. Not too good. Thank you. Black women specifically. Oh my god. Because the black because oh there's a lot of black men who are like, oh, the oh, and it's like. You're discriminated against a lot. Clamp. And we stand in ten toes down. <sighs> yeah. There, there was something Girl, I wrote after kind of going through. Yeah. <laughs> after kind of going through everything, learning about the wars, the Civil War, the wars we helped fight, uh, the wars we could I hate learning about the Civil War, girl. We didn't get into the... Well, they were putting black the, soldiers only, in the Civil War. Or on the front line. Exactly. Why are you putting me on the front line? You... When I tell you the Will Smith movie, Emancipation, oh, the wow. whole movie, he is fighting, okay? It starts off, he's already oh on, he, he's already been sold into like slavery in, in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. okay? Something happens where he's, he's telling them, like, I'm about to leave. He's telling a few of his partners, I'm about to bounce, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro decides to bounce, and the whole movie, you are watching him as as these white people that were over whatever um plantation that he was on whatever it wasn't even a plantation it was i don't even remember it's like they were making something but whoever was over that was trying to they were like we have to get this man so this man is hiding under the water with crocodiles he's in the trees do you know he makes it to freedom just to be told he has to join the the army Yans, when I tell you I could have thrown something at my television, this was real what, life. How do you watch that? What channel? Like, where's the question? I'm at the Google. I want to say it's on Apple TV. I see Apple. I was just about to say, I see Apple TV, but dang, I don't. I guess I have it, but I haven't, like, I guess subscribed to watch. But, but you know what? During the time he was giving out free trials so that people could watch it. So I don't know now. Mm, I'm going to see. Yeah, I want to watch that. It's a good. It's it. he did a great job, but the movie itself is just like, ooh, I'm pissed. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how I'm gonna do a color purple girl. 
Oh my god. I haven't watched Color Purple in a long time. So they bring back this. What I tell you, it's like. I don't even know if I sat and seen that movie in its entirety in one session. It's it's hard. Every time I watch, it's always in parts. I don't. But there, but it's so hard because thing. you see how the black man has taken on so much shame that some of them bear it to their women and children, and I'm telling you, that's tough. That cycle is still happening, and it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, I, the the history of the United States cannot be fully understood without like acknowledging African And then you got people like Donald Trump spreading documents. They said he had he had classified documents in his shower, in his tub. Random ass I'm like, sir. What are you talking about? He had papers everywhere. When they when they finally like got into his home, he had Mm-mm. he had classified documents everywhere. Mm. But then it's it's a it's a black man that's I don't know like like really like little things like oh <sighs> stole a piece of candy or dying girl we gonna have to Jans, I, I love black people but we have to I can't continue this conversation I understand it's, it's a lot <laughs> needless to say the museum was it was a lot to take in I'm I'm happy that I went and I would go back again. I'm so happy that you went too. I know I that I feel like it's sure. an honor to make it to the Smithsonian. Yeah. I remember when they were first building it, watching it on TV, yep. and like me and my mom and sister being like, oh my goodness, we have to go. Yes. But I know that as a black person walking into the space of learning your history as an African American is super tough. It takes a lot of courage and you know that it's gonna affect you. Like mm-hmm. you, you're gonna carry it after that. You're not gonna Yeah. You have so much appreciation for your people, and you can't see anything different. Yeah, I can't unsee what I saw. I learned there, and that's why name of the episode, and that is why they do not want the information to get out there. Had a lot of conversation about our history, Mm -hmm. and now I, I actually have topics that were not intentionally placed, but are very much in relation to some of the things we're dealing with now. So first off, I'm not going to start with what I said I was to you. I'm going to start with Tyler Perry. Okay, first. Oh, boy. For the first time in 21 years, BET is Black-owned again. And for the first time ever, BH1 is now Black-owned. Tyler Perry has just made history as a first African-American to buy two major television networks. Wow. All the claps, all the glory. I'm not going to lie. Now, coming off this conversation, that's going to look real bad. I am happy for Tyler. Tyler has done a lot for the community, okay? He has done a lot for the community. I was hoping that it got into other hands, only because outside of Tyler and what he's done as a, a philanthropist, just the creative work, I feel like... I don't know. I'm scared. But I've heard people really enjoy Sisters. I haven't watched the show. I have heard that, but there gotta be more than Sisters and Medea. <laughs> I can't stand you. I'm just saying. At one point, I did watch the Have and Have Nots. That was good. That was good. I did. I fell off of it after a while, not intentionally. 
So it's like I and, and home homecoming was his last movie. You know that's that's not a good one. But he had one movie that I did like. Um, it was called like the the Jasmine's the Blues. Memories? Oh, oh well. I think it was Jasmine's Blues. Oh, I don't that was a great movie, and oh, wow. it was by and it was produced and directed by Tyler Perry. So on Netflix, y'all, a Jasmine's Blues. It came out last year. It's pretty good. Oh, um, wow. okay, okay. It's very much in the times that before oh, segregation man. and times when people were passing and things of that nature. That's some of the things that are mentioned in that movie. But anyways. I feel good that BT is back in black hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sad that it ever left. Yeah. VH1, I don't I don't know what Tyler Perry would do with that, but I do hope I think Tyler Perry has a good eye. Mm-hmm. Maybe not with writing the scripts, but with with acknowledging talent. So yes. I'm hoping this will be a good thing. I think that we will be back in a space where we can truly be celebrated, honored, and uplifted. I agree. I think he does a great job at that. Like, yeah. Amazing. I remember him giving, like, Cicely Tyson her flowers. Okay. Um, And I'm like, no one had ever thought to do that. It's crazy. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see some other people that are still here getting their flowers while they're here. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. I mean, there are so many greats, honestly. Wow. Patty yeah. LaBelle. Like, Please. I, I actually, I think he's going to do something great. Yeah. I think that we will, there will be something we probably will not enjoy. <laughs> but I think that With the TV gonna, shows, but outside of that. Shows, but yeah, he's going to do. It's gonna the, be now great. the TV shows are going to give for the audience that it's meant to give. I'm just not part of that audience. Who's that? Um, <laughs> older black women. <laughs> for sure. Not our moms. <laughs> well, I would definitely say 50s and up for sure is the classified audience. Um, and that's okay. You know? I don't, I don't think my mom was into his. Okay. So we're going to say 60s and up. She's 63. Oh, 70. Dang, your mama look good. Uh, okay. We're going to say <laughs> we're going to say damn, I'm going higher and higher. 80? I love Tyler Perry. Anyway, so shout shout out to Tyler Perry. Um, Next thing on the list, I sent this to a Jans because I could not believe it. Jury awards $25.6 million to white Starbucks manager fired after the arrest of two black men. So I don't know if you guys remember in 2018, there were two black men who met up in Starbucks. They didn't buy any coffee. They were just meeting up, talking. And she, this lady who won the um, settlement, she was not one of the managers to call the police. Um, she called the police for a different reason. So let, let's see if I can kind of uh, bring up this article, article and expound a bit. Okay, so in April 2018, a Philadelphia store manager called police on two black men who were sitting in a coffee shop without ordering anything. Phillips, who is the woman that just won the settlement, then regional manager of operations in Philadelphia, Southern New Jersey, and elsewhere was not involved with the arrest. However, she said she was ordered to put a white manager who also wasn't involved on administrative leave for reasons she knew were false, according to her lawsuit. 
Phillips said she was fired less than a month later after objecting to the manager being placed on leave amid the uproar, according to her lawsuit. So basically what I got from it was, um, as, as stated here, Starbucks pretty much wanted to take steps to make brown people or the offended population feel better. And so it's almost like they kind of started to, they wanted to replace white management. They didn't want people to physically see white people <laughs> because they, they I, I, it's crazy. It's looking so, really so it's like, bad. I do. Yeah. So it's it, from their words in an effort to convince a community that had properly responded to the incident. So the company was essentially looking for a quote unquote, as they say, a sacrificial lamb to calm the outrage and show that it was taking action. Girl. First of all, Starbucks and this lady sit down. <laughs> I still don't understand the, the millions of dollars. I mean, because she lost her job. Because she was discriminated upon. I mean, because she they chose a white lady as a sacrificial yeah. lamb, and they're saying that's discrimination. <sighs> so 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 oh, this this about to bust her ass on live podcast. <laughs> Omg, bro. But it's- are you are you okay? That is the first question. I mean, I just I just saw you getting up and I saw you falling into the camera. I like I literally looked up from the article and I was like, how is she like are you gonna come through the the computer? Oh that was my wild. God. Sorry, okay, I'm in. Um you know, they said she was I guess she's saying saying that she was discriminated upon. So for whatever reason they decided to pay her. Yeah, they so are, I, that's so they paid the black men, and and now they're paying this lady. Yeah, they played the they paid the black men. They also offered the men a free college education, and the company also changed store policies and closed locations across the country. I remember that for an afternoon, an afternoon of racial bias training. You need more than an afternoon, but I do appreciate them doing it because I, I think the hospitals truly need racial bias training. Truly. And I'm sorry, but like, it's kind of crazy, right? I'm not trying to be, you know, petty, but these men were arrested and their settlement essentially was free college and a promise from officials to set up a $200,000 program for young entrepreneurs. So they didn't even get millions. No. So again, (laughs) there's discrimination again. That's some crazy-ish, man. God damn That's it. some crazy shit. That is crazy as hell. So so I, I'm thinking they got millions, too. I'm like, damn, Starbucks is paying out millions. No. Starbucks they got free paid. college. They still got to go to class and work for their degree. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This lady was a manager, and now she's set for life, for sure. 25 They should have been set for life. You know what? Even in restoration, we're not restored. Chow. <laughs> it's just like, what is going on? Um, in other news, <laughs> I don't know if you saw about the man Some who faked his bullshit. own death. 
he faked his death and then he turned up to his funeral on a helicopter. His wife was in on it. His kids were in on it. And Did he get jail time? For wasting time? No. And his his whole purpose was to teach his family lessons about staying in touch. I cannot imagine. I I How I'm not even I'm not even sure. Like I am forever on a journey with the Lord. I'm not sure how far along on my journey it would be before I would be able to forgive someone for <laughs> making me go to their fake funeral. But it's also like, I'm so glad that you're alive. I would be... This takes dramatics to a whole nother level. I think it's kind of narcissistic. Because you could have taught the family a lesson about having a fucking cookout. Did you organize something? Did you decide to plan a family reunion? Did you invite everybody? No, you decided to fake your own death. Something super. Yeah, cool. and you made it about yourself. And you made exactly that was narcissistic. That was nothing about staying in touch. That was y'all don't call me, so let me show you. Something. Next, who, who, who? I'm sorry. Who is this man? Who? Is, you know what? That is a good question. Who is <clears throat> this man? He's absolutely not our color. <gasps> He is a TikTok influencer. His name oh. is David Bereton from Belgium. Girl. One of his daughters went the whole day posting on social media. Rest in peace, daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather and you still have had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. <laughs> this is his rebuttal. That what is I not see, funny. it's that is, not. This, this is crazy. I can't imagine fake posting about the death of a parent. You better be careful because next week you better you pray with God. Playing with God. Yeah, I don't. You, I don't play you, like that. No, I don't play like that, especially when it no. comes to death. Like when people be like, "I promise, on oh, my so and so grave." Ooh. Never was me. Nah. Never was you me. You know, now they got a saying it like, "Oh my mama," not not on <laughs> oh, death my death. hood. Hey. Look I fly. look fly. I look, I look good. good. <laughs> Catch my swag. Wish you could. Okay. I feel like we're singing two versions. I'm singing the Victoria Monet that dropped today, but I know you're singing oh. the ATL ho- OG. Either way, love them both. Thank you. On oh, my Thank mama. <laughs> I want to name it on my mama now. <laughs> on oh, my mama. On oh, my mama, I can't even see it. <laughs> Let me. Okay, so so back to Mr. David. He said, what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. So you need some friends. That's crazy. Your wife should have told Why you. Why did she go along with that? Your wife should have told you. She ain't friends too. Your wife should have told you no. I would have said, sir. Th- this is what we were talking about. We may need to start going to therapy. <laughs> That's what I would have said right then and there. Hey, babe, let's have a cookout. Let's invite the whole family over. I think they I really, I, I really I have a problem with that. What's up with his family? Maybe they, maybe something really occurred in the family. You know, like, I don't want to just discredit and dismiss. Yeah, and, like, they may not really... Because there are families that are tricky 
and that that do things purposely without other family members don't invite them and it's very much on some like clicked up vibes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is terrible honestly like we're all family so this kind of brings me into um the conversation of expectation so the other day i was at work and i had a coworker ask me do you have expectations in relationships and i'm looking at him and i really wanted i really wanted to think about the question but there's nothing in me that can say anything but yes yes i do have expectations in relationships Even if they're subconscious, Mm -hmm. I think all humans have them. Um, But I do think that it is our job after a while, if we see that people are not meeting those expectations to verbalize what we need. And then at that point, the expectation is locked in. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for different relationships... Like, I don't have the same, like, I was telling Ayana this yesterday, we were talking. I don't think I have the same expectations for my friends that I do my partner. Yeah, that's totally different. But I think there are a lot of generalized expectations. Yeah. You know, like, respect. Mm -hmm. um, Trust. Time, quality. Loyalty. Loyalty, truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Acceptance. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, I think that whether we want to or not, because a lot of people do say like, you know, let your expectations go and just go with the flow. That's, I'm going to say something possible, but how do you do that? Because what I'm thinking is how will someone know what I need? Someone who's getting to know me, someone who doesn't know me, someone who's trying to Mm. be with me and who I'm trying to be with I would also like to know what are your expectations for me I actually want to know and I'm going to tell you what my expectations are not saying that I'm pressuring you to be something you're not because I'm not doing that but I feel like you should know what I'm expecting at the bare minimum yeah because when you don't do it and I start to get upset or I'm trying to understand why you don't do this and why you don't do that well baby I didn't know that you wanted me to do that yeah i didn't know that you needed that in a relationship you know what i'm saying and that's not really a pressure that's not me saying you must do this no but it's kind of just like this is just who i am this is something that i expect in a relationship how long do you go without getting your expectations met in a relationship that is just bloodline i think for me that is something that i'm currently dealing with um I think I, I don't know if I've shared with you guys, but like I have a, a complicated relationship with my dad. He's actually been in my life from the beginning. Like my dad used to do my hair as a little girl because my mom worked nights. Um, and so he would get my sister and I ready in the morning. He'd do our hair and he's done a lot, you know, like to provide for us. But when it came to like the emotional, like spending time with us, doing things with us, like 
that's just he's never done that and so Mm -hmm. now he's going through a phase where he's seeing my sister and I you know my sister's 25 I'm 30 almost and we have this such a tight relationship with my mom and most people will say well oh daughter's mom but no my mom and I had our rough patches (laughs) like for a while my dad was actually always the parent that I felt a little easier going to like I felt like my mom was the one who was like the fist she was the one that I was kind of scared of really more and my mom never whooped me anything she just (laughs) did not play any games and but I was her first child and there was a lot of learning that we did together so now coming into my womanhood I've, I've I've gone through a lot of things my mom has did a lot of work and she's just poured into us in a different way. She's gotten to know my sister and I, but I feel like my dad has been so caught up in himself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, wow, like all this time has passed. <clears throat> what is our relationship? Because you're not providing for me anymore. You mm. haven't provided for me in a while. So that you was the role you were playing. Yes. And so now he's expecting for me to show up as a daughter who's like, willing but my needs have and but i'm expecting as my dad at some point you to ask me about me get Mm. like get to know me Mm. so Hmm. i feel like i feel like even though we have expectations there is a conversation of what do you do when you realize those expectations aren't going to be met how do you navigate that um and that's something that i'm i'm dealing with currently um, I think that one, we cannot assume that they won't be met if we have not verbalized what they are. That's why I feel like expectations mm. should be a part of, of, of any relationship. Mm-hmm. So with friends, we don't necessarily sit down and have a conversation about expectations. Normally with parents, you don't sit down and talk about expectations. You may set boundaries with parents and they may set boundaries for us, but there's no conversation of expectations because they're your parents. But in some situations, a conversation needs to be had so the relationship can grow. Just like if it was a romantic relationship, you would sit down with your partner and explain to them, hey, this, this, and this. So I think that we should treat it in that kind of way where a conversation needs to be had. Yeah. And there's a like, okay, hey, this is something I've noticed. And sometimes like with our parents, we have to treat it lightly. Because Mm. I think the assumption is that I'm your parent. Mm. I kind of brought you here. I did everything for you. And boom, there's a respect that you automatically should have for me. And I'm not going to say I don't believe that to be true. But there is just a certain level of respect that should be had for the relationship when a child gets older. Yeah. And there's like a realization that even I feel like I've come to that a relationship has to be fostered. It has to be discussed. It has to be. It has to be more. Exactly. Because as we grow, that dynamic changes. There's a shift. I'm no longer relying on you. I'm I'm walking out into the world as myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in my own, I'm an individual now. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I haven't even really been able to really tap into that. Like, Mm-hmm. you know oh yeah I can just go to my parents like sometimes when I hear like 
women talk about being able to have like princess treatment from their dad, it's a very hard conversation for, for me. Mm. Um, just because it just seems like a place of safety. And as a woman in the world, if you don't have that type of relationship and you, and you aren't partnered, not that your partner is automatically just like your security guard, but I just yeah. mean like, if you don't, if you literally are walking the world, you don't have anybody you can call like, Hey, mm-hmm. I got a flat tire or Hey, I don't know. It's hard as hell. And I know a lot of women like that who don't, like I have a lot of friends who don't have a father that um, has shown to be actively present. Like a lot of times they've grown up with their moms. Their dad would drop in here and there, throw some money. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it's not a situation of I feel protected because I know at the end of the day, I have somebody I can call who can shoot me the breeze, who can tell me the game even, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I walked into dating very blind um, Mm -hmm. and not being around a lot of men (laughs) just in general, because growing up in a household um, where my dad was like a cop, it was just a lot of provision all the time. Like a lot of, no, I don't want you going over to that person's house. I don't know them, which I understand completely, especially nowadays. Yeah. People yeah. people going to sleepovers and not coming back. It's crazy. Yeah. You grow up kind of like protected like that. And you grow up a lot of, around a lot of women. I was constantly told how to be a woman, but mm-hmm. I wasn't told how to be, how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something only that my father could have really help me with wow so yeah like I know how to cook a meal I can yeah do my nails I know how to carry myself with class um I know how to listen and and not be the one talking all the time yeah. <laughs> like I, I know how to be graceful in my womanhood and I'm so appreciative for all of the beautiful matriarchs that are in my life my aunties my mama's cousins who are pretty much aunties Mm -hmm. (laughs) my mother you know what I mean but I have Mm -hmm. not had that male placement and I I feel like it's definitely had an effect on me Mm -hmm. looking at me now so it's it's so tricky both of my parents did not have their fathers around and they were both the firstborn and so mm. it's so interesting that I'm mimicking that with my Maybe dad being present. Like, I don't even think my dad understand how, how much he missed the bar. I think because his dad didn't provide and my grandma was left to do so much alone that that left him feeling like, okay, that's what I'm going to do for my kids. Uh-huh. But it's like, there was an emotional aspect that he needed to tap into as well. It's not just about providing financially, yeah. like providing, making sure I had a roof over my head, but you also, yeah, you also got to tap into the, the emotions as well. And it's affected how I treat expectations. Yeah. I've, I've minimized my expectations for people, but I've maximized my, ex- the expectation for myself and how I show up for others, because that's oh. been the dynamic I've been taught mm-hmm. dealing even with him. And so, wow. uh, it's just, it's very tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, expectations are interesting, man. What is your relationship with expectation, Yans? 
outside of me. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm just ranting. Oh, it's okay. I actually wanted to say something. Okay. I feel like I can tell. I see it in your face, like, right now, that you truly want that relationship, like, that connection to your dad. So I feel like that's, like, a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, although you don't have it, it's not something that you can't have. It's not too late for that. Like, yeah, like, if there's been some bumps and there's some things that you, you know, feel like you wish you had. But I feel like there's ways for you to, like, move forward. And I feel like that's like the the silver yeah. lining. Yeah, it's it's still it's still tricky because I I've realized that who I've expected my dad to be, he's not. Mm-hmm. So that's just not that's who he is. That. Yeah. And with him being, oh my gosh, how old is my dad? I believe that my dad is, is fifty five. That's probably wrong. Yeah. But let's just go with that. Like with him, his ways though. With yeah. So I yeah. mean, and that's- so much time is gone. I'm thirty. Like, I'm not going to get you, I'm not going to get the chance for us to do things, father-daughter dance, like, none of that. Yeah. My dad was not there for my prom, mm-hmm. um, many birthdays, just, he was didn't he like, he doesn't, or did he detach himself? He just doesn't like going out, for real. Like, he's very much a homebody, very antisocial. Um, he's, he'll pop out every now and again, and it would make me very happy when I would look up and see him because my mom's family loves my dad, <laughs> my dad comes, hey, hey, like it's, he's a celebrity. And so wow. I, I just don't understand, but it's something that he must have going on so. internally. And so that's something mm-hmm. that I also have to understand is that that's just not who his personality is. Mm-hmm. And that's just been something that I've struggled with too. It's just it's like, we don't get to choose our parents. Not saying so- that, I would choose somebody else because I definitely love him, but I'm just saying, you know, there's no manual to parenthood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just something that we have to. I'm a lot more gracious about it because if my sister got on the mic. Y'all be like, be. ooh, <laughs> edit, edit. So, yeah, edit, edit, scratch that. But but what is the wow. expectation like? How does that show up in your life? Like, I feel like you're the type of person that um sets a, a high expectation for yourself and other people's lives regardless and I think you give a lot of grace so what's your relationship I think that I've learned along the way I think I've learned about expectations by way of hurt oh yeah and I feel like I learned that mm. so young like because I'm an only child now I was not always only child. Like my mom was pregnant. I had a sister. She passed away. And that's something that I literally like, I I feel like I never talk about that anymore because I feel like that's something that I see like in my friends, like you and Cam or like Val and Cass. It's like something that like, I like truly want it so bad. I just want like a companion, someone to grow up with me, someone I can teach things to like. <sighs> so it's something that I just felt like I have to to deal with, but I didn't mean to get on this whole, that whole thing. Yeah. But because I feel like I was longing for that sibling for so long that, it, and the thing is me and my sister would have been like, she was born in 93, I was born in 92. She was born in June of 93. Oh, y'all would have literally been like, 
Valencast. Yeah, her birthday was on the 12th. So, yeah. Wow. So, we would have been like, that was a good bitch. (laughs) But, like, for real. So, it's like, because I feel like I long for that so much, like, I feel like I put up with a lot of things in friendships when I was young. Wow. And my mom was, like, having to kind of tell me, like, you cannot, the thing she told me was, like, I cannot expect me out of other people. Mm. And the thing is, like, these people are not your friends. The people you think are your friends are unfortunately not your friends, and they're showing you, and you need to realize when to let them go. Mm. How many conversations have me and you had about letting certain people go? It's wow. a lesson that I'm still learning. Wow. So it's like I expect when I was younger, I expected going, it's crazy because I had a, a thousand even. When I was younger, I expected everyone I met, everyone who was nice to me would become my friend. Mm. I learned the hard way that is not the case at all. So, and I learned that hard way in relationships too. Even being with someone who you think you are in love with, you expect them to show up for you in certain ways. One, I never told them that I needed them to show up in certain ways. So they didn't even know. But that was my expectation because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So that's one thing I learned. You cannot expect it in a relationship if you don't tell them. Two, it's like you cannot... You, it's almost like you have to take what people say as like a grain of salt. You hear it, and until they show you something, yeah, you don't believe them. You hear them, but until they actually start to show you, then that's it. Yeah, you know. So for me, I felt like I learned it the hard way when I was younger. Yeah, and I'm I not saying the hard that way to too. Say, yeah, like Ooh. I'm not saying that to say that I am. I know now I know and I, you know, no, yeah. I'm still learning that every day. Yeah. But it's like, it's just, that's something that I, I felt like I dealt with that when I was younger so much. I'm talking about like my mom was coming up to the school. Wow. Like, I could not like my, my friends were not my friends. That's terrible. And they were truly like abusing the relationship that I thought I had with them. They were just, they were mean, like kids are cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, so it's just, I mean, I just, I just feel like I learned expectation. Wow. I learned to not expect too much. And if you do expect something, then it needs to be verbalized so that person knows. So when it comes to friends, sometimes you, you don't really have that conversation up front like you do like in a relationship. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah. I think I I think that I watch I think (laughs) I think before I expect things from from friends with getting to know people I really watch and observe how they do things on their own Mm -hmm. and I ask questions and I think it's just that kind of rapport of getting to know how they navigate their life in certain scenarios that you start to realize what to expect from them and if you're somebody that I can expect the best from. If so, I will continue our relationship. If not, if I not, see some things. Baby, we're going to keep this right here at the surface. Yeah. <laughs> we are not going yeah. any deeper. Yeah. That's why I have a problem kind of like letting go of friends too. 
<sighs> even though they show me, I still yeah. kind of be like, oh, okay, well, uh, uh. but it's like, bro, no. And the thing is, I actually had a, mm. it was very interesting. I don't know if I told you this. I think I meant to talk about this one time on the podcast, but I didn't. Maybe I did. I don't think I'm going to tell you. Anything. So when I got here, remember I told you that was in The Traveler. Yeah. Uh, she was a black girl. Mm-hmm. And we only know each other for three weeks, right? But with me, like, you know, the whole thing where we were kind of like joking a, a couple years ago, it was kind of like, oh, no new friends, no new friends. Yeah. And although it was a joke, I was kind of like, I, I didn't know that I had a guard up when it came to friendship or making new friends. Oh, oh I feel like you're reading me right now. Like, I didn't, oh. I didn't know that I had like a guard up. I thought that... I mean, yeah, I know who my friends are. I know who my circle is, but wow, I just had yums. not. Yeah, I had just. I would I have never not, thought that. Exactly. I'm so. I feel like I'm a very friendly person, but when it comes to really saying that I'm your friend, like, like taking it outside of of, of work, of or, just, you know, being yeah. intentional of, of yeah. the possibility of growing mm-hmm. it, you just kind of leave it where it is. Yeah, I just you know I'm friendly. We're cool. We chat. We even may hang out, but for me to use the word friend. I didn't realize that was something I didn't use very often for new people. Mm. And so, when but maybe I you're just protecting here, your peace now. I think I am. But the thing is, when I got here, maybe like, you know, maybe basically kind of like her last week here, she was like, she, we were just talking. I forgot what we were talking about. I forgot the context, but she was like, mm. yeah, I had to go get my, I had, she was saying like, she was saying something. I had to go get my friend or I had to tell my, let me tell my friend about this. And she was referencing me. And I was present in the conversation. I heard what she said, but when she said friend, I was like, I'm your friend. <laughs> like, I, I wow. didn't realize that. It's always a big moment when someone refers to you as their friend yeah. and you guys have never actually established that. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like I was like, uh, not throwing any shade by any means. I just literally, <laughs> that's just not a word that I like use. Yeah, I feel like it's Lucy, but also, when's the last time I called somebody new my friend in years? It's been years. Dang, that's that's interesting. I feel like I just had a guard up. You know, I recently took a test, and literally on the test, it said that I was guarded. Mm. Like, literally, it was pretty much, you know, assessing like my love tendencies how I show up in love how I receive love how I give it Mm -hmm. and I was so shocked to see that because I think I just didn't realize that I was guarded at all wow wow yeah so for my vulnerability it said I there was a spectrum of guarded to open Mm -hmm. I was like almost to the very end of guarded (laughs) wow and I I wasn't surprised though when I saw it because I'm like I've been hurt so much. You really that... are trying to protect yourself. Yeah, I think I realized it. I have to Excuse be me. in my. I'm in my own hands. <laughs> yeah. Don't play with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. So I'm not gonna let you play, play with me. You know. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my god. We, we really just have to. We have to tread lightly, but when we feel good energy, we have to realize it's okay to float toward the good energy. Yeah. It's okay to open up a little bit. And if that person shows you something different, then it's like, okay, you, you show me something. Let me back off. 
you know, and, and, and that's okay too, to realize that someone is not who we thought they were. Yeah. It's like, mm, okay. You know, moving on. I, I gotta, and the thing is, I gotta move on. My problem is that when I realize I need to move on, I consider the other person's feelings so much that I am not considering my own. Every time. Every fucking time. Every time. I, just just me telling the the gentleman that i was talking to (laughs) just just me saying hey i don't think this is gonna work for me it took i I almost dragged it out for another month just really trying to make sure because Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like god packages blessings that we don't acknowledge right away and so i was like let me just let this sit a little longer and then I finally got the courage. And when I tell you, it was like the response to it was so. I guess what else would it be? It's rejection, essentially. But I was also so concerned for their for feelings. Yeah. I was so concerned for their feelings that I was just like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. This is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I would rather and, and be and honest with baby. somebody. You know exactly, exactly. And in dating, you have to let your guard down, and you have to be honest. It is hard as hell. Let me tell you, I I, it's like I want to be in relationship, but realizing that I have to not be guarded is how 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 do you plan on doing that? (laughs) (laughs) I know that I God is definitely going to be testing me, and uh, oh, we that's all I can say there. Yeah. So I wanted to, I guess, I guess I wanted to close out on this quote. Um, it says, most of our disappointment comes from unmet expectations. Step back and release control. Allow life to unfold for you in whatever way it needs to. You're just here for the experience. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. That's from the boy, yeah, Jay Shetty. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. We are here for you. Allow life to unfold for you in whatever way it needs to. Yeah. Yes. Just here for the experience. And with that, I'm taking a deep breath in. And we're going to. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This beautiful flow. We just flowed. (laughs) I love when you make it to that part of a workout. It's like, yes, I. I completed release and then and out. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, y'all. Well, I didn't expect that. That was not my expectation. (laughs) (laughs) For this episode. (laughs) No, ma'am. Yeah. That was not my expectation. Wow. But that was beautiful. Absolutely. I knew I was excited for this episode for some reason. Me too. Yes. Wow. That shout out was... shout out to you, cuz. Shout out to you. Doing your shout damn out to thing. Us for doing the work we need to do in our womanhood. Yes. In our womanhood. On our own. And confronting it. it. And doing it. And and being self-reflective because this shit is hard. Baby. Oh my God, I had this whole conversation with Livy about that. How, how do people not self-reflect? Ooh. Hey, look, that's important. You, you have, have to, to sit do with yourself. your work. You have to work on you. Because who else is going to do it? Who? Yeah. Who going to check you, boo? You. You have <laughs> to go through it. You can't go around it. 
Mm-mm. There's an Adventure Time episode about that. This this nigga. Wow, it's essential. This nigga was Finn was getting fucked up. <laughs> he was he was on a journey. He was getting fucked up in the woods. He had bites all over him. His hair was fucked up. His clothes. He had scratches on his face. He had to go through it. That's one of my oh. favorite episodes. Wow, I love Adventure Time. He was fighting. That nigga Finn was going through it. Jake wasn't even there to help the nigga. <laughs> Wowzers. Sorry, not saying the N-word after we just had a whole conversation. I am a nigga, though. Proud. Proudfully and respectfully. Oh, boy. Yep, that's we tricky. black and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, girl. Very <laughs> tricky. Yeah, that's tricky. But, hey, I'm standing well, in it, it and I'm sticking it to it. Stand, stand 10 toes down, man. Black all and I can do. proud. For sure. Can't take that away from me. All right, y'all. We are still <laughs> Yes. Thank you so um, much for tuning in to another episode. I believe that we have one episode um, left after this before we go on our break. Yes. But it's going to give us time to just kind of frolic and come back fresh. Yes. We're going to have new some stuff. new ideas for you guys. New content, new series. Yes. And Yans like, will be yes. live in color. Uh, she'll probably be going off again, but we'll be together for a little bit. Oh, so, you know. You have some stories. Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta talk about July. <laughs> we gotta talk about July and August, baby girl. Yeah, I can't believe I, because... I really am, I really need to go up for myself, and I'm just like, how yeah. and where? But I'm gonna figure it out. Yes, I might have to come in for some favors. Yes, yes. Oh. All right, y'all. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, QTWAJ sign out. out. Peace. <laughs> Love and happiness. Uh-oh.